Hi guys and gals, welcome back to a brand new episode of Simmer Down with Viv. I hope you guys had an awesome week. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. It means so much. This week's topic is all about the holiday season. One thing that I've noticed over the past few years is that right after Halloween, or sometimes even before Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, it's creeping up faster and faster. The commercials are all about buying gifts, and you know, some of those are also pulling those heartstrings, but I think those come a little later on. Anyway, I don't want the holiday season just be about money and buying gifts. I want to talk about experiences because being a native New Yorker, that is one of the most special time ever. And I feel like it is always the best time to visit New York because it is decorated in such a way that every single person, whether you're a native, whether you are a tourist or anything, it's the holiday cheer and you're surrounded by that it's the the warm lights i know the lights are not actually warm but it feels warm and it just feels so welcoming even though it is hustling and bustling and it's there's tons of people shopping or just getting to their destinations or attending broadway shows there is something in that air there is something about that christmas sparkle that it fills everyone's heart and everyone's a little more generous and everyone is just a little more cheery so with that said one of the questions I do get a lot, whether it's through DMs or from the website that you guys sent over, is my favorite place to eat in New York or my favorite place to visit or things that must do things in New York, like kind of like a 72-hour guide. So that's what I'm doing. I know a lot of people are coming to New York and I wanted to share my top five uh, places to go, top five places to eat, and top five hidden spots that I like. I think they're hidden to me. They're not like you know, hole in the wall. Some of them are, but little things that I don't think everyone knows about. So it's going to be fun. This is going to be such a holiday chair and holiday excitement. And I feel like I'm giving you a listening tour of New York as if I'm your tour guide. And if for whatever reason you miss any part of this, don't worry. All this information will be on Instagram. I'll tag everyone. And it's also going to be online. So no need to write the notes down. Just listen and enjoy. And I'll share a little piece of why this place is so special to me. So first off, let's talk about the five places to visit because we have to work up the appetite before we get to the top five places of where to eat. So first off, I know this is so cliche. It's one of my favorite places in New York, not even for the holiday season. I mean, just overall, but especially during the holiday season, it is magical. It's Rockefeller Center. I know, I know, everyone's like, oh my god, that is so crowded over there. But I love Rockefeller Center. I actually used to work in Rock Center. Um, I worked at Coach, and that was the location. And it was a smaller store, but it was really cool because I got to meet every single tourist that visit the tree. And that is New York City's Christmas tree. How amazing is that? Like, we are a huge city, and believe it or not, we have a tree just as big. So some fun facts about the tree It's lit from 5.30 to 11.30 daily. Um, During those off times, like anytime after 11.30, we do conserve energy, so we do turn it off. We as in like I'm the one turning off the lights. I am not, but I feel like it's, it's like my neighborhood tree. The only exception is Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. They are on 24 hours because everyone's out and about, so they want to make sure everyone feels the holiday spirit. This year's tree will be delivered this Saturday, November 9th. 
usually it's this big thing they close off streets to make sure that um the big trucks have room to drop off the tree and then they put it up and then they slowly decorate it they might have to trim it a little it gets a little banged up through delivery and then the official lighting is november 29th so it's always after thanksgiving because i feel like they're giving thanksgiving their moment and then christmas comes right after it's a huge event i've been to a christmas tree lighting once and it was it was an adventure i have to say um we were locked in those barricades for a little bit and we got to listen to kelly clarkson saying this was just i think just after she won american idol uh but it's truly truly magical i i highly recommend you guys go check it out just bundle and um don't drink a lot of water because there's no bathroom breaks if you leave that line you're off the line kind of like the Times square new year's eve so for those of you not from new york where can you see this tree it's between 49th and 50th street between 5th and 6th avenue you won't miss it it's huge and it sits right above the skating rink and the skating rink is really cool people propose there people learn to skate there people just have fun events there and there is a huge gold statue that statue is referencing greek mythology and it depicts the greek titan prometheus why what's so special about this god well he went against all the other wishes of other gods and gave humans fire which means they started civilization and that means progress and that is why we are here today so that little nod is to say thank you to him and we exist because of that god so pretty cool background story around that neighborhood right in front you probably see a lot of photos i'm going to post one later there are angels with lights they're actually the angels that are made from lights they're not real angels and they're blowing the horn um and there are little shops and there's little boutique things that you guys can grab snacks at uh street vendor salvation army they're ringing the bell for whatever donations it's super super fun time great picture op over there and then right up the block on 50th street and 6th avenue is radio city radio city is the home of the rockettes the Rockettes are the gem of New York City. I've seen them numerous times. I actually got to see them once when I was a child in elementary school. And I was like, I don't understand how that works. I thought they were robots because they just all kick in unison. And it's fantastic. So be sure to check them out. Okay, we got really in-depth about Rock Thunder because it's one of my favorite places. I wanted to tell you guys how cool it was. And hopefully it inspired you guys to make sure it is on your list when you come to New York. The second place is Macy's. And I know you're probably like, oh my god, Macy's is a department store, really? No. The Macy's on 34th Street, well, 34th Street is also known as Herald Square, is, it's been in movies. It's magic. Santa himself is in there, and there is a Santa there to take photos with inside Macy's. But what makes this Macy's super unique? They have the oldest escalators. They're wooden, and it's single file. And it was built in 1902. So this Macy's has been around and it is a staple. And right out front of the Macy's store is where they do the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And you actually see it on the floor and you see the decorations. Another great thing are the windows. I am a huge fan of those windows because as a child, my mom would be shopping at Conway. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Conway was an extremely discounted store. Um, Nothing was in style at all. It was just like warm clothing, but really, really cheap and affordable clothing. And right afterwards, we would walk over to the windows of Macy's because we couldn't afford anything in Macy's, but the windows were free. So we would line up and we would watch window after window. And I remember pressing my hands against the glass and just watching a storybook come to life the details the amount of effort the mechanics of how to just make this 
free display for everyone to enjoy. It was just a labor of love and I fell in love with it. So be sure to check it out. Which brings me to my next destination, Fifth Avenue. If you thought 34th Street windows were amazing, you go to Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue is where the baller baller windows are. You got Saks Fifth Avenue, you have Birdolf Goodman, you had FAO Schwartz, you had Tiffany's, you had Gucci. Like everyone's display is different. And I didn't get to check it out until much later on. I went to school, I went to college at Hunter, which was on 59th in Lexington, and which was not too far from Fifth Avenue, to about two or three avenues away. So I walked over and I would watch these windows. And they are not about storybook. They are about glam and very fancy stuff so it's really cool to see the two the difference one is all about nostalgic and like nutcracker classic stories and then the other one is really avant-garde and seeing how fashion takes on the holidays Um, and all holidays not just Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa all the holidays so that is a good comparison and I always looked back and and I have to say they're not bad they're just different and it's cool to have that contrast so if you're visiting it's just one way down start up start at macy's and maybe walk your way up or vice versa okay so the next place it's all the parks you can go to bryant park you can go to union square um or hudson yards they all have these christmas holiday shops and i think those are really special some vendors are big names that you already know that just have a little sub shop some of them are artists local artists that applied for booths. Some of them are from other places, other states, some even other countries. And if you're looking for a very unique Christmas gift or a little tchotchke, a takeaway to bring back to home that you came to New York, that's the perfect place. The good thing about that is if even if, you know, for the native New Yorkers who are not looking for a little takeaway, it is good to support local artists and small mom and pop shops. And that's the place. And they have to go through this long process first they have to apply for it and then they have to build out this shack or their booth and then they sit in there for a really long time with a space heater and usually you know winter is cold so we're running into bigger shops like malls and stuff and we don't have to deal with that but for those people that is their livelihood they chose to be there they really really wanted to show you what they offer so be kind support them if you can and if you're looking for the out little posts of a bigger shop, it's also a great way to skip lines if you're looking for, you know, a quick holiday gift or a quick bite. Those are also great places to check out. So I always like going to those places. And depending on the time, there are chorus singers and little activities like little apple bobbing or festive things. And it's it's cool. It's a really, really fun time. And last but not least, it's not as festive, but it's definitely a New York staple. I thought about this for a while before putting it on the list because I wasn't sure how I felt, especially when I'm seeing so much cheer and joy. But it is only right to include the 911 memorial. It's a little touchy, right? No one wants to think of sadness and um, the tragedy that we went through as New Yorkers so many years ago. But at the end of the day... It's what makes New Yorkers New Yorkers. And that is the one one out of many times that New Yorkers really, really bonded together. Looking at it, after all these years, I, I was very um, reluctant to go because it just brought over so much sadness. I lived through 9-11 and it was really hard 
But at the end of the day, it's harder for those people who lost a loved one. So go visit. It is going to be cold there, but it is always nice to see what makes New York so strong and resilient. Through all that bad and sadness and hard time, we made it through. And we are able to remember those people, respect them, and continue to live on in their memory. So it is a very, very important part of New York. And I highly, highly recommend you guys check it out. All right. So now we went through all our places. Who's getting hungry? I am. I'm always hungry, though. So let's talk about my top five places. I love these places. Um, So first off, we're going to talk about the top five that I like to eat at and I think you guys would too. Some of them are for brunch. Some of them are for whenever. Mainly they're for whenever. Um, There's just really one place that's more brunchy. So let's start off with that. Let's start off with a nice early meal. First place I want to talk to you guys is Sedell's. Sedell's is amazing. It is so fun and like I think it's like high tea kind of vibes. Um, We went there for brunch a few years ago when Tracy was here and I went with her sister Christy and we had a little girls brunch and it was so fun we ordered bagels and they come on the stick it kind of looks like that top that baby toy where you put the rings so it's on a wooden stowel thing and you have all these bagels whatever you pick and then you get to pick your freshly sliced to order whether it's smoked salmon or sturgeon and they have chopped salads they have New York classics it's just it's just like I can't describe it. The decor is amazing. There's like sunlight coming down. The seats are this shade of blue. Or if you sit on a table without the boots, their chairs are just so special. And everyone is just enjoying a good time. And it's um, warm and cozy. And you get some bagels to go. But it is a New York staple. If you come to New York, you got to eat a bagel. So go check them out. Absolutely great. Um, next place I want to talk to you guys about is... Keens. I don't know if you guys know what Keens is, but it's a steakhouse. It was built in 1885 and it's located on 36th Street. Keens is surrounded by church warden pipes. They're old school pipes and that is just the feel of it. You go in and it's like you're transformed in time and you are the waiters are super old school and um kind of like no BS, like order what you want, no substitutions. And they're most famous for mutton chops. Mutton chops, mutton is old old lamb which is like sheep um, much older sheep actually so there's extra gaminess extra um, that meat is not tough but it just has more flavor to it it's seared it has a lot of good drippy butter on it it's amazing so don't forget to check out Keen's I went a few years ago for my brother's birthday and they also have a very good selection of whiskeys and scotch so if you're into that also a great selection oysters on the half are also there And the next place on our list, talking about oysters, is Grand Central Oyster Bar. Uh, One of the best places in New York. Talking about transforming into a different place in a different time. It is built in 1903. And it is old. It is old school. I think when it first came out, President Wilson Woodrow was our guy. And it would stand like... World War One. It is it is a staple and it hasn't changed. It's like time froze. Obviously, you have to go get oysters. Another great thing they have is I love their fried Ipswich clam. They're like little clam bellies that are just fried to perfection. 
everything comes with like coleslaw or if you just get oysters they get those crackers with like butter that daily menu is printed out on paper it's really really long and almost every single type of seafood is on that menu so check them out if you don't want to have seafood you can also go for a drink it is just a timeless piece a little hidden gem is right outside oyster bar there is this if you stand on the opposite corner of one of the places and you talk it actually you can hear each other from the opposite side why it's kind of like a little secret you know when you were kids and you held the cups and you would talk and you would hear through the string and you're like how do i hear you even though i'm not screaming it's kind of like that it's just just acoustics um give that a try it's a little hidden gem and i can't wait until my nephews are old enough so i can bring them and i could be like i want to tell you a secret but you have to stand completely opposite corner of this little vessel thing. Um, really, really special. I'll take a picture when I'm there next to show you guys. Our next location is Bathsar. It is a classic restaurant as if you are in France. I've never been to France, but I would think that's how it is. You have boots everywhere, red leather, and you can have anywhere from anything from escargot to steak tartare to steak frites. The bread is amazing. They have fantastic bread and lemon tart or creme brulee dessert. So it's classic French fair food, just done really well, really simple. New Yorkers go all the time. So it's a New York staple, but also tourists go. So you'll feel at home, whether you're, this is actually your home when you're visiting from home. Next place is going to be in Chinatown. We are going to get some soup dumplings because what is better than soup dumpling on a cold night. You, if you guys don't know what soup dumplings are, they're kind of like a d- regular dumpling. Um, and I'm talking about the Asian one with the filling, not just the dough ball from the South. So soup dumplings have a very thin dough layer, almost translucent if it's done right. And it's filled with soup. Uh, it's hot, molten broth, so be careful. But it has this luscious, fatty, either pork or crab filling, and it's absolutely steamed to perfection, and you dip it in this black vinegar with ginger, and it's just amazing. I'm talking about it right now, and I'm like, that's all I want, and it just warms up your whole body, especially on a cold winter night. So everyone knows in Chinatown to go to Joe's Shanghai. I have a problem with Joe's Shanghai. I feel like every time I go, the lines are super long. I ha- I get pushed out really fast. It's like the turnover is just too fast for me. I'm not enjoying my meal. I want to sit down and have a conversation while eating these delicious dumplings. So I go to, come on, and this is a secret out kind of thing. I don't tell everyone this, but you guys are, you guys are my friends. You guys are my family. So I'm going to be open with you. Joe's Ginger. Joe's Ginger is right across the street. It's the same owner. Joe Shanghai, Joe's Ginger sells you the same dumplings, no lines. Uh, you're welcome. Go check it out. Absolutely great. There's also a ton of other Shanghai places that you guys can check out. But just go to Chinatown. Enjoy that atmosphere. Go get soup dumplings. And if you don't like soup dumplings, go get some regular dumplings. And if you don't like regular dumplings, I don't know what to tell you. That's so sad. So now we enter the juicy part of the episode. My secret places. My five secret hidden places. Okay, first off, they're not all in New York City. By New York City, I mean they're not all in Manhattan. They are in, some of them are in Brooklyn. And um, it's worth the trip. So take it. It's one train away or an Uber ride or walk the bridge. So what are my five hidden places? Drum roll. First one is... Sammy's Romania. 
what is Sammy's Romania, right? You're like, okay, we are really confused. Sammy's Romania is a steakhouse, and it's close to Chinatown. It's like Lower Lower East Side, um, and it is amazing. It is from 1998, and it's this little hole in the wall. It's kind of like a basement, and I went with a bunch of my friends, and we had the best dinner. It's old school. You know how old school is when New Yorkers talk to you and they don't give a crap about your feelings. They're like, forget about it. You over that? I don't care. You don't like that? Then get out. I don't need your business. It's like that. They will, they, they attack you because they love you. It's like some twisted thing going on, but it's worth it. Like the fun, the food, it's amazing. Everyone dances. Everyone starts off at a table. Um, if your party's big enough, you take over that table. If it's not, then you share with others. It's totally fine. Everyone will be family. Trust me. And the food is no frills, no fuss. It's just what it is. There is some chicken liver with smalts, and you can just pour smalts, whatever you want. What are smalts? Chicken fat. As you put as much chicken fat as you want. It comes in a carafe, like a maple syrup thing, and you just pour it. You add some onions, you toss it, and then you smear it on some cracker or some bread, whatever you want, and you just eat it like that. There's some steaks or some lamb chops. But it's really not so much about the food, it's the party. So imagine getting invited to a crazy uncle's party that he is cracking jokes on you all night. He sings, his name is Danny Love, and he is phenomenal, phenomenal. Danny Love, if you are ever listening to this, you are, you are a gem. You are, you are bravo. You are just amazing. So guys, check him out. Um, you do need to make reservations, but... It is worth it. So make sure you call ahead and do that. Second place I want to talk to you guys about is food. Still in Manhattan right now. Stay with me. John Grow. I love John Grow. What is John Grow? John Grow Barbecue is Korean barbecue. It is on 32nd Street. It is on the second floor. It, there's no storefront because it is in an office building. It is my favorite Korean barbecue place in all of K-Town. Why? Because... The whole atmosphere is like all wood. Everything is carved from like wood and everyone has their own grill. By everyone, I mean your table. And there's a vent in the middle so it sucks up all the, you know, the smokiness from a Korean barbecue meal. And they have all the banchan, which are all the little bites. And it's delicious and it's amazing. And I love it. I don't care if they tell me to wait two hours. I will be like, put me, put my name down. I will sit here and wait. And they also offer beverages and candy while you wait. So check out John Grow Barbecue in K-Town. So now this is where the secrets leave Manhattan. Come on, we're going to Brooklyn right now. The last three surprise places, secret secret spots, are in Brooklyn. And the first one is called Diker Park. You're like, Diker Park, is that a neighborhood? That is a neighborhood. It's also known as Christmas Village of Brooklyn. They have tours now. Back in the day, I did not have a tour. My dad would... When we were really good and we didn't um, have any homework or we did our homework early and we had good grades and he was in a good mood, we would get in the car and we would drive in our little, little tiny Camry and we would drive all around anywhere from 83rd Street to 86th Street between 11th and 13th Avenue and we would see everyone that just took the time to decorate their homes. They had the reindeers out that move. They have Santa Claus out. It is magical. It is just amazing. If you guys been to Philadelphia's Christmas Village, this is kind of like a little tiny three block, four block radius of just that. All the cars, there's traffic. All the cars are just sitting one behind each other and they're moving at no faster than five miles per hour. 
uh, and they're just experiencing the lights. They talk about it. Every person you see has foggy car windows and people are doing this because well people used to do this because they just wanted to decorate their homes now I don't know because I've seen there are tours that you can pay for for like $50 for an adult and they explain you the history and all that you don't need to do all that skip all that save that money just take the train down to Diker and just walk through it for yourself you could take the d straight there the d line and you're just walking and you could talk you're walking is faster than the car and it's it just make it a nighttime activity make it a date it's a very special date i feel like i'm reliving this moment with you guys right now because that was one of my fondest memories as a child and i can't wait for when i have my own kids to do that with them and see the look on their faces when they get to experience christmas through lights okay so now let's let's get back on the food track. That was the only one that was not. So in terms of the food, the next one is going to be my favorite pizza. That's a strong statement. Like what strong statement that is to make from a Brooklyn night. Um, I love, and it's not what you guys are going to think. You probably haven't even heard of this place. It's called Campania. It is located in Bay Ridge. And it's my favorite double date place with Michelle Vitale and Jay. We go there maybe a few times a year and we always get two pizzas. It's from a wood fire grill um, and there's always baked clams that we get, Caesar salad, and my favorite is their tiramisu. It is a little hard to get to. It's on the R line, but it's totally worth it and it's amazing. The servers are guys, whether they've been there forever or younger generations as busboys from Bay Ridge so they're all local and they all just have a good time and they love each other and you can just feel the vibe so good vibes good food bring some good company that's on you and make it a good night okay and then this last place is actually not my pick I asked Jay I was like what is your secret place that you want to share with the listeners about you know your hidden spot and he was like I don't really want to tell them like what if the line gets busy I was like I get that that is a true thing because then if it gets all hyped like what is you know what's gonna happen but he I got it out of him and it is John's Deli in Gravesend it is so good I've had it numerous times and Jay is the first one who introduced me to them he usually gets the roast beef with everything what does that mean there's fresh schmatz, there's onions, there's gravy, and it's all in a platter. You can get on a roll, and it's the best and most perfect after football or after church meal. Usually that's what we get because he comes from playing football. I come from church, and that is the meal we usually get together. Another great thing is if he feels super hungry, he also gets some croquettes. They're fantastic. And last but not least, if he wants some cold cuts, if he's in the cold cut kind of mood, he gets the Finney Chase. I don't know what that means. I think you just have to find out. I asked him and he goes, it's the Finney's Chase. It's the Finney's Chase. So I don't know what that means. I'm going to go get it myself. I'm probably, I'm sure I ate it before, but it's all these like secret menu names. So that's it. That is our list. That is our list. I gave you guys 15 destinations, whether it's a place to visit or a place to eat. Some of them are really secret and they're cl- they're close to my heart. I hold them very close to my heart. So treat them with kindness by going and enjoying them with good people. And I hope you guys enjoy this holiday season with someone special. Even if it's not, you are special enough. Even if you're just visiting yourself, hit me up. Maybe I'll be in the neighborhood doing some of those fun things. So it is to that point of recipe of the week. 
What is the recipe of the week? It does not get more New York than a black and white cookie. You know. You know I love my black and white cookies. Come on. I I need a black and white cookie and a cup of decaf coffee. Black. No sugar. No cream. No milk. None of that. Because the nice sweet glaze balance when you dunk it in is just it's just perfection so i'm gonna show you guys how to make black and white cookies they're so good i made them before um they are pretty close to what you would get at a staple new york deli um what is a black and white cookie for our friends that are not familiar with it is a cakier cookie so the texture is a little different it's kind of like a thinner layer cake and it has one side is melted chocolate and the other side is royal icing, which is just plain white. And it's black and white. I don't know why it's called black and white cookies. I don't know if you guys know, but it's always been a staple New York cookie. I used to always get it from the bodega. It used to be from Daisy's. Daisy's is a brand that a lot of bodegas carry. They have like rolls, honey buns, all of this stuff. And it is just a staple. And I never knew why I gravitated towards that, but... Maybe because people just think New York is just black and white, right? And it's not. We have so much color in between. And it's like, I think it's like the cookie itself. It could just be a little intimidating at first. You're like, oh, it's just so like in, like sterile looking. Like why is it not colorful? There's no sprinkles. But when you give it a chance and you bite into it, it welcomes you with this biggest, sweetest hug. And that is what a black and white cookie does. Sit down, enjoy, have a cookie. Enjoy New York. Happy holidays. I hope you guys find this episode to be special and share it with your friends. And in the words of Andy Williams, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gishkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or SimmerDownWithViv.com and WithYouMedia.com. When I'm prepping food and there's raw proteins involved, I always use a plastic cutting board. Why? Because I don't want cross-contamination. And material has the perfect cutting boards. They're actually called reboards. They've come in four vibrant colors. And you want to know the best part? They come from 75% recycled plastic, 25% sugarcane, and 100% dishwasher safe. My two favorites are the Tide for all seafood and the Sand when I'm dealing with other proteins such as chicken or pork. Be sure to check them out at materialkitchen.com and use code SIMMERDOWNWITHVIV for 10% off. Now go on with your bad self and get cooking in that kitchen.